welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. Rick Lemon is not here today. He will be on the next show, which I believe is the Thursday night preview uh, that goes out on Wednesday. But he is not here today because his computer is incapacitated. For some reason, he can't search websites. He downloaded a virus. So that's probably more information that he wanted me to give you. Um, But anyway, uh, I am alone today. uh, And we are going to essentially break down... Uh, the waiver wire for week eight, as well as go through some of the some of the big boom players and some of the bust players in our segment called Real or Fake, um, and do that really quickly. Give you guys some information on how the week went, um, and and talk about a few things there. Uh, but before we do, check out our website fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, any of those platforms. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below any questions that you may have. Bear with me. I have to find my notes, my information to give you the information that you need. But we're going to start with real or fake I'll take you through the top 12 at the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end position, and then take you through uh, some players that didn't work out on the week that busted out. Uh, Rick is sometimes able to catch some guys, so if I miss some, leave them in the comments down below. Should be really interesting. But uh, first on the list, obviously, Josh... uh, Oh, actually, hold on a second. got to be in week seven. Bear with me. Bear with me. Uh, Joe Burrow, QB1 on the week, 39 fantasy points. Joe is back, baby. Um... I think you go on a stretch rest of the season um, and dominate uh, at a an extremely high level uh, when you when you your leagues. I think he's a top five quarterback rest of the season, but this is just something that you should expect. Andy Dalton for the New Orleans Saints had 29 fantasy points. Um, I don't know what the situation with Andy Dalton is. I believe they played on Thursday Night Football last week. Um, he threw three touchdowns, 300 plus yards. Uh, the big problem with Andy Dalton, he threw three picks and he looked terrible in the game. So I, I don't know if New Orleans really buys in or believes in Andy Dalton, but um, I'm going to say this is 1,000% fake. This is not a real performance. It's not going to continue. Um, I don't even know that Andy Dalton is a streamable option rest of the season. I don't know who's going to be the quarterback for New Orleans. A lot of stuff going on there. So like, I, I just don't think... I think if Jameis Winston is a starter, he's probably the guy that they go with, but... um. Like or he's the guy to go with in terms of streaming options, but I don't think Andy Dalton is is gonna ever be a streaming option or a guy for you in fantasy at least this point in his career. So I think that's fake. Um, Daniel Jones is an interesting one. Twenty eight fantasy points at QB three on the week. I I I'm I just, Daniel Jones's rushing is really growing on me, and it seems that they're throwing him the ball a little bit more often, um, which is a good sign for Daniel Jones. Um, you know, the, the fantasy upside of Daniel Jones just wasn't there without the passing opportunity, um, because he was throwing it like early in the season, he wasn't throwing it all that much. Uh, and like you, you see not even just that he wasn't throwing it all that much. The efficiency wasn't there. Hundred first three weeks of the season, averaging like 180 yards per game. 
Um, and then getting 71 against Chicago in a game that he played most of, 82% of the snaps. Um, but the last three weeks, he's had 217, 173, and 202 uh, passing the ball, consistently staying above that 27, 28, 29 pass per game total. So with that, I think things are headed in the right direction with Daniel Jones, passing the ball wise, and they're they're attempting to get him more involved. Uh, the big thing for him is obviously the rushing, and they like to create designed runs for Daniel Jones. Right now, he's averaging about seven, eight, nine rushing attempts a game. Now, I'm not in on Daniel Jones in terms of fantasy. There's been some really bad games for him this year, um, but if he starts passing it a little bit better and getting like 200 yards a game and a touchdown uh, through the air, and then he applies this rushing upside, like there's no reason why he can't be a you know a QB one low end on a week-to-week basis, um, I just don't think that's going to happen. So I'm going to say this 28-point performance is fake, but he is definitely a streaming option from time to time. He does have a decent matchup against the Seattle Seahawks this week, so keep an eye on that. Um, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, 27 fantasy points. He's always going to be there. Uh, Justin Fields, very interesting conversation to have about Justin Fields. Finished with 24 fantasy points this week against the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. Now, we wouldn't have been able to talk about Justin Fields, uh, but I we recorded this show one day late. Um, and because of that, it's probably getting to your ears a little bit later, by the way. But uh, Justin Fields scoring 24 fantasy points. The last three weeks, he's finished as a top 13 quarterback or better. Um, and he's heading towards some improvement. Um, I don't know. It, this, the situation for Fields is very similar to the one for Daniel Jones. Like, I don't believe in Daniel Jones as a passer, and I don't think that you know he'll get to a point where he's a really prolific and good passer. I think he's a he's a quarterback that likes to rush, and when that comes to fruition, and they're in a positive game script for the team, and they're winning the football game, that's something that benefits Daniel Jones. But if they're playing from behind, Daniel Jones is just not there. Um, Justin Fields kind of in a similar context. He's a better, I think he's a probably, uh, like he's a higher ceiling with his passing than Daniel Jones does, obviously. But the last three weeks he's had 18, 20 and 25 fantasy points. Um, he's definitely been improving on a week to week basis, but he's still not against new England. He had 21 pass attempts for 179 yards. He's thrown 200 over 200 yards once this season. Um, and he's had, you know, 80 rushing yards in two weeks uh, in a row, essentially, which is great. But I just don't know. We have to see if they want to continue putting more on Justin Field's shoulders as the season goes along, where they're not just going to rush it 40, 50 times a game. Like, are they going to start throwing it with Justin Fields 30, 35 times a game? It seems like against New England, they found something with him that they can work with, designing some runs and making things happen. So I think Justin Fields could be a really good quarterback, but we have to see where things go with him passing-wise because if he gets to a point where he's passing it, like I said, 200, 250 yards a game, and he's adding the rushing to it, like you're talking about a guy that can get 20 to 25 fantasy points on a weekly basis and then possibly give you an explosion game against an easy matchup, which that's QB one like performance as of right now. I just don't see the pass catching or the uh, passing opportunity. I should say uh, work coming in for Justin Fields. Like I want to see him throwing it over 35 times a game, you know, at worst 30 times a game. And they haven't hit that point once all season long. They've had a game where they got to 27 against Washington, and that was it. So 
I don't know if Justin Fields can actually get to a point where he's going to get 30 pass attempts a game this year. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, so maybe next year, maybe in the future that'll happen. But for right now, I'm going to say this QB1 performance is fake, but definitely keep an eye on him. He's getting progressing in the right direction, and he could be one of those you know second half of the season breakout quarterbacks um, that you you know snag off the waiver wire and that could you know provide some really good performances for you down the end of the season. And he's also a decent streaming option um, on a week to week basis. So we had some other guys. Davis Mills finishing with 19 fantasy points. I think that is uh, fake. Trevor Lawrence, 18. Good to see. I think he can be a low-end QB1 rest of season, so I'm going to say that's real. Justin Herbert gets 18 points, ends up as a QB1. Uh, Garoppolo, you know, he's going to be a guy that you can stream. He's not going to be a week-to-week QB1 where I'm ranking him in the top 12, but this week he has one of those QB1 performances in a good streamable matchup. So I think, you know, you can look at him against easy teams and say, all right, we're going to run with Jimmy Garoppolo. He has a good matchup this week, and last week you, you benefited from that. Um, Kyler Murray had 17 fantasy points uh, in this game against, uh, I can't remember who he was playing, but he had 17 fantasy points this week, ending as the QB 10. Obviously, you want to see a little bit better from Kyler Murray, but finishes a top 10 quarterback. Tua coming in, uh, QB 11, 15.9 fantasy points this week. Um, not great. Um, and one thing that I've been noticing from the quarterback position is that there's usually like five or six guys that smash on the week. And then there's a lot of like, like you can be a QB 12 having 15 fantasy points. That's been happening almost all season. Um, so it's like guys like Tua and Aaron Rodgers and Taylor Heineke and PJ Walker, you know, you get 15 points out of them. You're like, oh, well, that's not great. But they end up being like the rest of the league because they're only three or four points off Davis Mills, who was the QB six. Um, so it just kind of makes like, if you're in a six point touchdown league, obviously having a quarterback like is super important, but if you're in a four or even a five point touchdown league, you know, you're in a situation where the difference between the top guy and the cube, you know, the, the top guy and, and obviously QB six is a big difference, but half of your league is not going to get a superstar performance from their quarterback. Um, looking at some of the busts, uh, for the week, um, Tom Brady, 11 fantasy points, not having a good game at, at, you know, quarterback 21, really struggling in this game. He's having a tough go about it. You know, a couple of weeks ago, if you asked me, I probably would have said he's QB seven and every week he does not perform well. He moves down my draft board. Um, I don't know how many weeks in a row we can see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look this bad and Brady looked this not good. Um, before we decide to move Brady down. And I'm going to say this this performance, I don't know that Brady's a QB 21 rest of the season. He's obviously not. I think he's between 12 to 15. But I don't think Tom Brady's a top 10 quarterback anymore. So I'm going to have to move him out of that category. Uh, Lamar Jackson, QB 22 on the week um, with 10 fantasy points. Things have gotten a little bit concerning for Lamar Jackson, and I think his schedule is flipped. His schedule is flipped from from easier matchups where he could drop you know, 25, 30, 40 fantasy points on a given week to some more difficult matchups where he's getting challenged. And um, and not having some of his best you know players and receivers on the field has also been a factor in that situation. Um, but and also having like a freaking merry-go-round at running back does not really help either. But Lamar's definitely been struggling. Um, I, you know he is becoming more of like a matchup kind of dependent player over the last couple of years. But 
I still believe in Lamar. I think the rushing upside is elite, and I think he can be a fantastic you know, quarterback going forward for you. I still think he's a top three or four or five guy. Um, Looking at some other busts, I don't know, Dak Prescott with 12. If you were waiting for Dak to come back, he's definitely got a little rust. Uh, he's got to bounce back. Um, I think he's a top 12 quarterback, probably top 14 quarterback uh, when completely healthy and ready to go. So um, I don't know if you – I feel like at this point I would look at Dak if I had him rostered. And unless you're in a two-quarterback league, I'd look at him and be like, all right, is there another option better for me on the week than Dak Prescott? And then roll with that option until you're comfortable with Dak coming out and being um, successful. Uh, yeah, so Dak struggled. Derek Carr struggled in his game, 13.54 fantasy points. Um, he was ranked as QB9 on the week, so obviously not producing at what people anticipated or expected of him. Um I think QB 15, 16 is probably where he would land on a normal week. Um, but you want to see him right around 17, 18 fantasy points in the in the top 10 at quarterback. And that's where he's kind of been all season. So uh, tough performance, but I think there's better days ahead for Derek Carr. So hold on. Be patient with him. Um, all right, let's move to the running back position. Talk about a few guys. Uh, Josh Jacobs was your QB one. Jacobs has, or hold, I mean, not, not QB one, RB one. Um, actually in PPR settings, uh, Austin Eckler was the RB one 36.7 fantasy points. He's back. Austin Eckler is good. He's fine. Uh, Josh Jacobs though, 36.5. Uh, this is a guy that got drafted between rounds four and six and you're having a lot of success with him. They're giving him the ball a lot. And he's honestly been one of the best parts of the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders offense. Um, and I, I think like if you had to force me down to make a decision, um, I would maybe start ranking Josh Jacobs, and and this this might sound crazy to some people, but um, I'm I'm gonna start ranking you know Josh Jacobs rest of the season definitely in my top seven or eight at the running back position. He has just been that good for for the for the Las Vegas Raiders. So I think this is real, and this continues on a week to week basis. Obviously, not the 36 fantasy points. Like he's not going to do that every single week, but I think he's a guy that can get you an RB one performance on a week to week basis, and you can rely on him to do that. Um, Kenneth Walker, man, he's here. He's here to stay. Like he's also a guy that now moves into the top ten at the running back position. Uh, get twenty eight fantasy points, RB three on the week. This is one thousand percent real. This will continue on a week to week basis as long as Seattle continues to be good with quarterback, um, with their quarterback situation there and and how he's been successful. Um, but I think Kenneth Walker is the guy there, and I think he continues to have success. So I think that's 1,000% real. Aaron Jones, obviously, anticipate or expect him to be in the top. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson's been a guy since Damian Harris has been out, um, has been expected to be in the top. I don't think he's a, he's an RB1 just yet. Damian Harris is back. You know, Patriots offense doesn't look too hot with both these quarterbacks. So we're going to have to see what it where things go, but Ramondre has been the one fantasy option that you can rely upon. If Damian Harris doesn't seem to get a, you know, a lion's share of the carries back, then Mondre can be a top 12 running back rest of season. I just, I think as long as Damian Harris is there, it's going to be tough for him to get to that point. Uh, Eno Benjamin, this is fake. Uh, James Conner is going to come back eventually and take half of those snaps at least. Um, and, and, and quelch that opportunity. I think he's a good waiver wire ad if you haven't picked him up yet. But um, yeah, outside of that, this is fake. Uh, Raheem Mostert's 20 points. This is also fake. Raheem Mostert is poised to get hurt at some point. I, I hate to say that, but it's true. 
Um, so at some point that's going to happen. But uh, ETN, 18 fantasy points. Big news on the ETN front. We told you to trade for ETN. Hopefully you did it this weekend when you watched our video. Like, I'm going to go get ETN. I hope you did that because Travis freaking ETN is now the starting running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And James Robinson has been traded to the uh, New York Jets. I was actually going to get to that before I started this portion of the show, but never got to it. Um, Travis ETN to me now is a top 12 running back in fantasy football. I had him ranked in that vicinity and drafts. And now with this, uh, this official switch here to ETN, ETN is going to be the featured running back for Jacksonville. He's going to get the goal line work. He's going to get all of that extra stuff. So I think, you know, you can anticipate or expect RB one performances rest of the season from Travis ETN. He ends at QB eight. This is real. Uh, Nick Chubb, 18. That's real. Gus Edwards. I mean, he's the only running back there for, for Baltimore. They need him back. Uh, if you drafted him and you held him, which I would say is insane. Um, Gus Edwards really pays off for you. I don't think he's a running back one rest of the season. So I'm going to say this running back for one, one performance is fake, but I do think he can provide you 12 to 15 points a game. As long as JK Dobbins is not in the game. Uh, once Dobbins gets back, it's going to be a split between him, Drake and Gus Edwards and good luck. So, um, I think if Gus Edwards is the guy starting, then he is in the range of RB two. But outside of that, it is what it is. Uh, Joey Mixon, 18, expect that Zeke having another good week. Uh, we told you against Detroit, it was going to be a good game for him. So, you know, now's your opportunity to trade Zeke because I think things all go down from here in terms of production. Um, but there's your top 12. Got some other good performances on the week out of the running back position. It's one of the better uh, PPR weeks of the season. But let's talk about um, some guys that busted out here on the week uh, and did not perform at the level that you would anticipate. If you started Kenyon Drake, you were very disappointed with a half fantasy point. Obviously, I think he can score more than a half fantasy point, but he's not going to produce at a high level, especially with Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins in that backfield. That basically takes Drake completely out of it. Uh, Chase Edmonds continues to not get work and be a complete disappointment at this point. He's kind of, you know, um, cuttable. Uh, at, or if you want to keep him as a handcuff in case Raheem Mostert goes down, which is highly likely, as I just said a second ago. Damian Harris getting two fantasy points. If you rolled out with Damian Harris, you're concerned about that situation. Like I said, Mondre seems to be taking over that backfield. And we'll see. Maybe they were just easing Damian Harris in, so I'm going to say this is fake for now. But if it happens again next week, um, I will revert my my take because I'm I'm kind of concerned. I haven't you know sounded the alarms yet, but I'm very concerned. Um, especially with, you know, Ramondre in that backfield. Like, if you have Damian Harris, like, that's no go. Uh, Leonard Fournette getting four fantasy points this week. Disappointing. Um, this is fake. They're going to keep feeding him the ball. He'll be fine um, as the season goes along. Jeff Wilson, if you started him this week, they actually gave Christian McCaffrey some work. I don't know what that backfield's going to look like. Um, speaking of McCaffrey, uh, you have uh, Christian McCaffrey with eight fantasy points. This is fake. He's gonna he's gonna be a QB one. Um, I mean, why? See, I keep saying QB one, running back one rest of season. Um, and Kareem Hunt will also, uh, not Kareem Hunt. Uh, Christian McCaffrey will also be uh, the starting running back and get way more opportunity than he got for San Francisco. So I'm not concerned at all about his eight points. Um, you, if you you know watch fantasy football and you know trades come in and this guy has not come become acclimated with San Francisco yet a lot of things going on so um, I think McCaffrey when 
that first game that comes where he's not been traded three days earlier uh, comes along, then he can actually get a full gamut of work and they can game plan for him. Um, so McCaffrey's there. Uh, Kareem Hunt gets seven fantasy points or eight fantasy points on the week, saved by a touchdown um, at the end of the game, uh, which would have made an abysmal week. But maybe you got a little bit of fantasy points and said, okay, thank God Kareem Hunt didn't completely crap himself. He's RB35 on the week. Uh, not very good game for him. Um, I think for Kareem Hunt, it's he's really I say I in the past I've called him touchdown dependent, but he could score a touchdown. So, uh, you know, in the situation that he had, like he just wasn't performing well. Um, I'm not super concerned about this because I still think he's an RB two in fantasy football, low end. Um, but I, you know, we just have to keep an eye on on Kareem Hunt. Uh, Clyde week by week continues to disintegrate in terms of opportunity. There seems to be a three headed uh, horse. Uh, at the running back position between Clyde Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon. So for for the Kansas City Chiefs, like they're going with three running backs. Clyde is a part of that. Um, but at this point, the only thing that Clyde provides is touchdown upside. So um, I don't even know that I want to start him on a week-to-week basis anymore. You know, he's had eight or nine carries a game, one or two catches. So he's getting 10 opportunities. But at this point, he's nothing more than um, you know what Tony Pollard is for the Dallas Cowboys. And Pollard might even get more work than Clyde. Um, and as far as that's concerned, I think that's the only real bust that I see. Jonathan Taylor returned this week, had a good week, by the way. Um, if you picked up Donta Foreman after the cut uh, or the trade of uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, you're celebrating, celebrating 16 fantasy points. But that's the running back position. Quickly with the wide receiver position, Chase finishes as the wide receiver one on the week. Tyler Boyd comes in at second. Um, I don't know if T Higgins played in this game. I'm actually kind of curious if T Higgins played because, um, I didn't hear that he was out, but he might have been out. Let me just check real fast. Uh, T Higgins was active, finished, finished with 93 passing yards. So Boyd does this. This is fake. I think T Higgins will get, uh, sometimes get performances like this, but I think out, you know, chase is going to be chase. And obviously when you have a quarterback throwing for 500 plus yards, uh, I think he reached 500 and then, you know, getting a multiple touchdown game. You're going to see guys like Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T Higgins all have success. But Tyler Boyd, I don't think his success continues on a week-to-week basis, obviously. Hardman, 28 fantasy points. I like Hardman. I think he's a good waiver wire pickup if he's out there. Um, but I'm, you know, and I'll probably, if he's on the waiver, I, I haven't checked, uh, you know, the wide receiver portion of our waiver notes yet. But um, if Hardman is available on your waiver wire, I definitely would snag him, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. But I am concerned about Hardman's ability to generate opportunity. Um, they clearly got him some opportunity in this game, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Like, it was like five catches for, you know, it was like five. I, hold on, I, let me pull up the numbers so I'm not I'm not talking out of my butt. But he didn't really get a lot of target share, didn't really got get a lot of a whole lot of, like, rushing share. And so... Like if four, he had four targets, two runs, um, six total opportunities in the game. I don't love that. So I mean, if they think they can build something with this, that's great. But like yards per catch, eight. He had thirty-two receiving yards and one touchdown, and he had two rushing touchdowns for twenty-eight yards on two rush attempts. So like, it was a good game for him, and he's had consistently the last three weeks decent games. Uh, and he's going into a bye week, so maybe they can figure something out. Snap percentage has been, you know, 63% um, this week, so it's, you know, increased from the 40s that he's been in the last couple weeks. But I don't think this continues for Hardman. 
Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster with 25 fantasy points. This is the second week in a row that Juju has had a good game. And I'm kind of, is it starting to flip with Juju? Where he got 22, 25, things just start coming together. I, I think in, you know, in weeks prior, I mean, he hasn't even been close to what the fantasy points he's putting up in terms of, you know, yards per target. If he ends up, like, I want to see one more week of this, and then I'll turn around. But as of right now, I, th- I still think he's a low and wide receiver too. Um, Paris Campbell for two weeks in a row too. Another good waiver. There are a lot of good waiver wire pickups this week. Can't wait to get to that portion of the show. But, but uh, And I'll save a lot of air for that portion if Paris Campbell happens to be on your waiver wire. But 18 fantasy points against Jacksonville in a PPR format. And against Tennessee, he had 23 fantasy points. 11 and 12 targets the last two weeks. They clearly have been trying to get him the ball. There is a quarterback change. So maybe we need to temper that excitement. But Paris Campbell taking over some work in that receiving core. Um, we'll see if it continues. I'm going to I'm gonna take a step back and say I don't want to say anything about that this week. Um, but I don't think he's a wide receiver one the rest of the season. Marquise Goodwin, good game. That's fake. Mike Williams, good game. Got hurt. Uh, hoping he's okay. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had 20 fantasy points. Um, he's back. He's healthy. He's good. DJ Moore, 19, caught a touchdown in the game. Um, I'm going to say that's fake for now. I don't know what this team is going to look like rest of the rest of the way without Christian McCaffrey. Mike Evans had 18, obviously. Uh, that's a good situation. 18 from Terry McLaurin, so you want to see that. That's good news. And then George Pickens had 18 fantasy points, probably on the Weird Wire show too. Um, let's let's check let's check out some busts on the week. Um, Romeo Dobbs had zero fantasy points, so he's just been another disappointment. Um, people thought he was going to be able to turn this around. Definitely looks like Alan Lazard's backfield, or not backfield, receiving core. Um, so he obviously disappointed. Uh, if you had Robbie Anderson, you ran him out there um, for Arizona. Uh, it, it didn't look good. He didn't score a fantasy point this week. Um, you also have uh, DK Metcalf getting two. That's fake. I think he'll have much better performances than that. Um, Tyquan Thornton disappointing with three fantasy points in his game on Monday Night Football. Uh, you also have, let's see what we got for other busts. Rashad Bateman, eight fantasy points coming back from injury. Um, I think that's fake. I still think, I still believe in Bateman as a wide receiver too, but very concerning. Donald Mooney, this is what you expect. I love Mooney, but this is what you're going to anticipate or expect from him. Same thing for Hunter Renfro, who had eight fantasy points as well. Like uh, things aren't looking great. If you really like Chase Claypool, this is also what you should expect. So, like, all these players in the middle areas. Michael Pittman gets nine points. Disappointing performance. But I can see better days ahead for Michael Pittman. I think he's a wide receiver one. So, we're going to have to see what goes on from there. Um, so, those are some of the guys that didn't perform too well at the wide receiver position. And quickly moving to the tight end position. Um, George Kittle, tight end one on the week. Great. Uh, Juwan Johnson for New Orleans. Not going to continue. That's fake. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 15 fantasy points. Pat Fryermuth coming back, 15 fantasy points. David Njoku with 14. Gerald Everett. So these guys, besides Juwan Johnson, should be in the top five or six in fantasy, or in the top 10 in fantasy football on a week-to-week basis. Greg Dolchich for Denver, uh, getting some work. Um, I think, you know, uh, we'll see if that continues. He's a rookie tight end, so obviously you want to see, you know, some of these guys have success. But Hayden Hurst, guy that should be there. Evan Ingram, I think, definitely should be in the top 12. Um but some guys that busted out, uh, not a lot of busts at the tight end position. There never really is a ton of busts at the tight end position. A lot of tight ends catching passes this week. A lot of tight ends catching passes this week. 
Um, I guess TJ Hawkinson, eight fantasy points, disappointing. Uh, still finishing top 16, which is good. If you started uh, Robert Tanyan, you got six, so you're disappointed there. And then if you're still rolling with Mike Gesicki, I don't know what you're doing with five fantasy points. So I think Gesicki, you know, this is that's definitely real um, in a lot of contexts. I think TJ Hawkinson will have better days than eight points, obviously. And then uh, Kyle Pitts, man, I – I, there has to be a. I want to talk about this with Rick um, on a show that we do together again. Maybe tomorrow I can bring it up. But Kyle Pitts has just been so disappointing on the season, and it's like you like the talent, but at some point you have to kind of draw the line in the sand and be like, there is no upside for this guy in his situation in Atlanta until they get a quarterback and a good offense. Um, and you know he's not a bust. It takes tight ends to you know a little bit longer to develop. Two, three seasons typically is what it takes, and then a guy breaks out. So I would just keep an eye on Kyle Pitts, and, and I do have concerns there. But, um, you know, because three points is what he's been at. I mean, this that's what he's done all season. So for people to just keep rolling him out and saying he's the guy, like I, that was probably the biggest bust in, in the draft and very, very disappointing. Um. All right, let's move to uh, some waiver wire ads for the week. Um, so I'm going to give you a couple of guys that I would add uh, at each position. Obviously, Rick's not here, so we can't bounce off each other. But um, I do want to give you um, some decent streamers for the week. I like Daniel Jones this week against Seattle. I think that's probably my stream of the week. Um, you know, with the rushing upside he provides and the opportunity that he provides on the ground, I think there's definitely a situation where you can put Seattle out there. Uh, I mean, put Daniel Jones out there against Seattle. He's owned in 35% of the league, so if if he's not um, owned, then keep an eye on that. Justin Fields goes out. I, I think he's a good add in general because I believe in his upside rest of season, um, but I don't like him against J- Dallas this week, so I, I would not stream Justin Fields. Um, another guy, and I'm shocked that he's available in this many leagues, but according to Fantasy Pros, He's owned in only 15% of leagues. Deshaun Watson in the next couple weeks is going to be coming off suspension. It's currently week eight. He comes off suspension like week 11, I think. So, um, you know, I mean, that's just in the nick of time at the end of the fantasy season. I don't know that I would want to add him yet because that's going to be taking up a roster spot. But if you have IR slots where they allowed suspended players to be in, then I would take Deshaun Watson and slide him into that and then hope he turns into something when he comes back. Um, but I like Deshaun Watson from that aspect. Um, if you have any questions about streaming quarterbacks or, you know, you're looking at a different guy that you want to see start, you want to know how they're going to do, leave a comment down below, uh, and, and ask us about that. But that is the quarterback position moving to the running back. Some interesting guys. If Gus Edwards is available, as long as JK Dobbins is out, you need to get just, you, you need to get Gus Edwards on your team. Um, right now, he's literally the only thing the Baltimore Ravens have at the running back position. And if he's, if he's healthy and he's continuing to play, he's going to get that opportunity, especially J.K. Dobbins out. And I think he's going to be a really good flex. As we get to these bye weeks and we dig in even deeper to the bye weeks, it's becoming more challenging to find guys to replace. You also have Brees, the Brees Hall injury and other things. So the running back position this week becomes really, really crucial. Gus Edwards, great, uh, great ad. I think I would uh, probably do like 15% of my waiver budget on Gus Edwards. Probably I would, I would have to say um, 15 to 20% would be fine. 
uh, and I would be good with that. So get Gus Edwards. I think there's a there's good good situations for him coming forward. Um, Donta Foreman, not a sexy ad. I really wanted to talk with uh, Rick about this particular player because he, uh, if you go to his Twitter account, you'll find out how he feels about Donta Foreman. He does not like the Panthers situation. Uh, he doesn't think that team is very good, which you know all very all these things are very true. Um, but he doesn't like Donta Foreman because he doesn't think that the offense is going anywhere and there's not a lot of upside. To me, it's not often that you get a running back, especially with the Chuba Hubbard injury. Now, I don't know what happened with Chuba. I don't know if he is going to be out this week or questionable or whatever. So we're going to have to see with Chuba as the week goes along. Keep an eye on him because they will split snaps. Uh, but they both looked really good together running the ball. And I think that's what uh, Carolina wants to see. So Foreman, great ad. If you want to add Chuba, I think he's also a decent ad. Uh, but I would I would target Donta Foreman with 15% of my waiver budget, similar to Gus Edwards. I think they're in the same category. Um, obviously, Baltimore, I would take Gus Edwards over Donta Foreman because um, Carolina is not far not a as good a offense as as uh, Baltimore. Um, Tyler Aljair had a decent week. Um, you can go and add him for Atlanta. I don't like Atlanta's offense. I don't think it's very good. But once again, like like Donta Foreman, a lot of opportunity in that backfield for Atlanta. So I think you know Aljair is a good guy to to pick up and add to your roster. Um, and then like I, I speculatively added Isaiah Pacheco this week. I don't want anything with the Kansas City Chiefs backfield at this point with the three running backs. Um, so Pacheco is not a guy that I'm targeting. Um, and I, that to me is all it's it. I, I, the one guy that I'm still continually speculatively looking at at the running back position to add is Kyron Williams. I think that he at the running back position, um, with 20% ownership in, in leagues, he definitely is a guy that, uh, you could, uh, add and maybe slap on your, your IR uh, slap in your IR slot just to hold for now until he comes back because the Rams running back situation is interesting and there's a chance that he's active this week, I think. So, um, you know, he's the youngest back they got in that backfield and there's like, you know, you never know what happens. Like maybe they don't want Daryl Henderson to be the guy and they put uh, Kyron Williams out there and he ends up, you know, breaking out and having a good week. So uh, very interesting. Good to see that. Uh, Damian Williams also coming off IR, but I like uh, Tyler Aljair better. Uh, at the wide receiver position, a um, lot of interesting guys this week. Some of them I said I would talk about. Paris Campbell, probably my favorite ad, but I am, like I said, I'm more concerned about his opportunity uh, decreasing with Sam Ellinger going in at quarterback for Matt Ryan. I think that when you see that, that news break, it, it hurts the value for Paris Campbell. So that might move him down a few rungs on my wide receiver pickup list. But I do like Paris Campbell. The opportunity has been there. And if that's designed by the coaching staff, then I see a lot of situations coming to fruition for Paris Campbell and for them to get him the ball. Um, some other good ads, uh, Wandell Robinson, six tar four targets in his first game back against Baltimore, scored 12 points. He had 11 this week with eight fantasy points. He's a younger rookie wide receiver that has a chance to bust onto the scene and have a really, really good season uh, for a team that doesn't have a lot of wide receiver help. So if Wandale can come in and have some success for the New York Giants, I think, you know, he could have some success for your fantasy team. 
Um, but uh, you need to see that that target share continue to be there. Um, Rondale's a good ad. I like Rondale. I don't know that I would drop waiver budget on him, but he's decent. Garrett Wilson's out there. Um, not a lot of target share, not a lot of stuff going on for Garrett, so I don't love that ad. Um, and then, obviously, Jamison Williams at some point is going to come off this IR, and, and you got to add him. But other guys that I, I looked at, Miko Hardman, you know, uh, this is a guy that I wanted to touch on because I think – it's interesting. You know, he had three touchdowns in the game. One receiving, two rushing, two rushing attempts, 23 yards. Uh, you know, four catches for 40-something yards through the air. Um, he had 60 all-purpose yards, six total attempts, and the three touchdowns. Um, you take the touchdowns away, obviously he has a way less productive day, and I don't like to take touchdowns away from guys like obviously they happened, but with all of these guys together in a box, it, it's going to be very challenging for a guy like Hardman to break onto the scene uh, and be elite uh, for the Chiefs at this point because it, it looks like the target share that the Chiefs want to get or give, I guess, is obviously to Travis Kelsey, but to Juju Smith-Schuster. He's been getting eight targets a game, so uh, when he's 100% playing. Um, but Hardman... You know, I like the upside of Hardman. I, I talked about the upside of Hardman. I think they want to, they're trying to figure out how to utilize him in better ways. Um, they've tried to use utilize him like Tyreek Hill. Things haven't really gone uh, according to plan from that department. So, obviously, very difficult situation for Hardman. But um, I don't mind the ad. I would add him speculatively just because of the touchdowns and the, the fantasy points that were scored this week. I'd rather have him than not have him. Um, but he's far better than what Sky Moore has been producing. So. I like him uh, on the season. Um, and then finally at the tight end position, uh, if if you want to go out, go after a young, you know, potential breakout tight end, Greg Dolchich is probably the guy. Um, if you're just looking for a one-week rental, Irv Smith Jr., Evan Ingram, uh, some of those guys are good. If Mac Jones comes back and the offense looks decent next week for the New England Patriots, uh, Hunter Henry could be a guy, but I'm holding off on the Hunter Henry thing until we figure out what the quarterback situation looks like in New England. So, um, you know, a lot of different stuff going on at the tight end position. But, yeah, I would I would go with Irv Smith uh, or Evan Ingram if you need a play this week. Um, and then Dolchich if you're looking for a long-term tight end as a, po- a, as a possible flyer. Uh, I don't know that I want to start him this week, but as a flyer I would take Dolchich and see, what, see where things go. Everyone thought Albert O was going to be the guy. Obviously wasn't. They drafted this tight end. If Dolchich ends up being good, then you have a tight end. And I, I would say at some point this offense is going to figure it out and be good, I hope, for my Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy shares. Um, but, yeah, so I would keep a situation uh, an eye on that situation. But there are your waiver wire rankings for Week 8 and the recap. Tomorrow, Thursday night preview. Thursday or Friday, we'll get you with starts and sits. And then uh, at the end of the week, we got buys and sells. or give you some trade targets on the week. Um, but take these waiver wire rankings. Get them in before the end of the night. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. And follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.